Hello all. I have strayed from consistently writing here for far too long. I owe this all to the fact that I was indeed writing, but I was writing English and history papers. Now that the semester has come to a close, I thought I'd share with you some of my school projects. This is one of my literature analysis assignments, the study of Psalm 23. Having to pick it apart verse by verse, slowly, opened my heart for God to show me some new truths hiding under its surface. How beautifully mysterious our Father is. There is always more to discover about Him and His love for us. The 23rd Psalm is a prayer of remembrance. The speaker is praying to God and reminding himself why he need not fear the enmity and dark shadows around him. The Bible attributes this psalm to King David whose life was marked with voyages through the valley of the shadow of death, line 4. One frightful journey David weathered was when he was pursued by King Saul who was determined to slay him. It is very possible that this beautiful poem sprung from this very instance. Holding this image in mind, one can see David had every reason to fear. However, fear he does not. Despite the darkness surrounding him, he finds peace in knowing he is being guarded and tenderly cared for by his Lord and Savior. In ancient Israeli culture, shepherds were known to lay their own lives aside to care for and protect their sheep. They attended to and were responsible for their flocks every need. The speaker uses this cultural knowledge to relate to the committed love he receives from the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, one. Sheep need not long for anything, because their shepherd supplies all they need. In the same sense, the speaker is noting he wants for nothing because God has fulfilled all his desires. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters, too. God shepherds his spirit and mind to meadows of tranquility adorned with brooks of peace. In this place he may rest. Now in the safety of the meadow, God begins to mend the speaker's heart. He binds all that fear has torn and prepares him for the next stretch of his journey. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, 3. This line says it is for God's name's sake that he leads the speaker on paths of righteousness. In this culture, and specifically in the Bible, one's name was to represent their character. God's character is righteousness, and he cannot be anything but good and just in how he leads the speaker. Because of this, the speaker knows the Lord will not abandon him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me, for. Though, the scenery surrounding the speaker is as grim as death, he is not frightened. He knows God is there guiding him. Just as a shepherd uses his crook to lead his sheep, God is steering the speaker through this trial. He finds himself unable to tremble because the Lord protects him. His goodness pushes the evil away from the speaker as a light in darkness. Even in the midst of his foes, God's goodness encompasses him. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over, 5. In the view of those against him, God raises the speaker up. The anointing of one's head in ancient Jewish culture symbolizes favor. Therefore, verse 4 might modernly read, He sets me up in the middle of my enemies, and he shows them that I am favored by him. This beautiful honor bestowed upon the speaker causes his joy to be overcoming. He likens it to a cup overflowing. One pictures a child so happy that they cannot help but show the joy spilling out of their smile and gestures. As his last thought, the speaker notes that God's favor and righteousness will never depart from his life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 6. And for this joyous knowledge, the speaker will continue to praise his Lord for eternity. 
If one envisions this peaceful poem as a house, the lines and all their meanings are the paint, the windows and doors, the flowers outside, all the things that make a home lovely. However, the structure and literary devices are the foundation and beams that support this amazing work. Beginning with the name, the 23rd Psalm the reader is alerted that this poem is a prayer. This makes the author's use of free verse impactful as it shows him pouring his prayer out without restraint to God. Free verse's lack of definite structure also makes it reminiscent of a conversation, which prayers are. They are expressions of emotions as shown in the second half of line 5, My cup runneth over. The feeling behind the poet's words make his piece a lyrical poem. The nails holding this hypothetical house together is symbolism. There is an ongoing metaphor of God being a shepherd to the speaker who is the sheep. This metaphor is rich in meaning, yet the predominant message is, God tenderly cares for, protects, and comforts the speaker. The imagery of the poem rests on images of God leading him to restful places, too, and guarding him in frightening instances, for. The poem itself is a beautiful portrait, not only, of the heart and character of the speaker, but also of his Lord. The speaker is shown to be reliant and trusting, 1. God is shown to be the good shepherd who leaves his sheep lacking no good thing, 1. In line 6 we also see that he is full of goodness and mercy. The relationship portrayed between these two characters is lovely and heartwarming. No matter what comes upon the speaker in this poem, it cannot overtake him. His peace is too great to be triumphed by trembling. With the goodness of God wrapped around him like a warm blanket, he cannot fear. Though his journey may be fraught with darkness, he finds comfort upon the shoulders of the Almighty, and he will spend his life in thankfulness. Work Cited The 23rd Psalm The Norton Introduction to Literature Shorter 13th Edition Edited by Sarah Tuborg, W.W. Norton and Company, 2019, pages 878-879